Blog Talk Radio. afternoon, good morning, good night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to yet another episode of the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clyde mm-hmm. the Cool Dude Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilier the Five Breather Sobers. Good morning, Today, all. on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are looking at modern communication in the technological era. Oh my goodness, what yeah. an interesting um, topic that we have lined up for you this morning. And three very special guests as well. Very uh, terrible, have... very terrible intellectual heavyweights, man. All well, three I tell of them. You. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Two yeah. linguists and a sociologist yeah. we have lined up for you, and we'll be um, getting to them right after we get through the first break. After we um, go through our grab bag section this morning, Hillier, tell our listeners what we have in store for grab bag this morning. Well, you know, in 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 keeping with our theme of social media and modern communication. I thought it'd be useful to have a look at uh, a, a recent article uh, written by David French, uh, who is a conservative writer for uh, National Review Online. Um, and in brief, um, he has been subjected to, to, to significant, um, let us say, attack, on primarily by, by, uh, by way of social media, for the sin of opposing Donald Trump, um, mm-hmm. I mean it's he. I mean it's actually quite disturbing. I mean he says, you know, um, that Trump's alt-right trolls have subjected me and my family to an unending torrent of abuse that I wouldn't wish on anyone. He goes. Wow. Uh, he starts by saying, I distinctly remember the first time I saw a picture of my then seven-year-old's seven-year-old daughter's face in a gas chamber. It was the evening of September 17, 2015. I had just posted a short item to the corner calling out notorious Trump ally Anne Coulter for aping the white nationalist, nationalist language and rhetoric of the so-called alt-right. Within minutes, the tweets came flooding in. My youngest daughter is African-American, adopted from Ethiopia, and in alt-right circles, that's an unforgivable sin. It's called race cooking or raising the enemy. I saw <laughs> oh, images boy. of my daughter's face in gas chambers with a smiling Trump in a Nazi uniform preparing to press a button and kill her. 
I saw her face photoshopped into images of slaves. She was called a niglet and a dindu. The alt-right unleashed on my wife, Nancy, claiming that she had slept with black men while I was deployed to Iraq and that I loved to watch while she had sex with black bucks. People sent her pornographic images of black men having sex with white women with someone photoshopped to look like me watching. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start to unpack that. But, you know, um, you know, Clive, one of, my, one of my big issues, because this is horrendous, I mean, and, and this is abuse. I mean, he also goes on to talk about it even getting worse with, you know, somebody breaking into a conversation that I think his yeah. wife was having with her father. Um, it, 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 it's horrific. Um, but well, and it, it just goes to show you the kind of person who have been kind of pulled out of the shadows because yes. of Donald, Donald Trump, right? Because um, in, in it, as, as far as I know, yes. in the history of conservative American politics, there hasn't been a candidate who has managed to pull some of these people out of the shadows and into the public sphere like Donald Trump has, has done. But it's know? been a process, you know. He, he's the culmination of a long process. Um, that I would say substantially started back in 2008 in the backlash to, right. to Barack Obama's election. Um, yes. And, you know, unfortunately, I think that, you know, while social media can have, um, you know, can certainly have beneficial effects. I mean, it certainly, um, for example, you know, it's a very good tool for mobilizing. I think this was one of the tools used, for example, with Arab Spring and, and that sort of thing. Yes. But it also, I think, allows people the anonymity um, to um, to be to to, to to express their basic sides, which they yeah. perhaps would not be prepared or willing to do face to face. So, so in a lot of ways, um, social media licenses this sort of of bile, but it, but also cowardice, because I, I bet you that most of these people are not are not using their real names. You know, and, More and, and than for that, me, you know. I, I've always and been probably probably not even yeah. willing to say what they're saying face to face. Right, 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 right. I mean, in that regard, I would give I would give Trump props because I mean, when he goes after people on 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 on, on his Twitter account, oh, I mean, he's bold and bad. I mean, his name is there. I mean, he don't. Um, you know, he is going to have no problem in assailing. Um, you know, a sailing example, a, a Miss Universe as Miss Piggy, you know, right. or or when he started this campaign, mind this wasn't so much social media but mass media, in in proudly declaring that you know most of you know Mexicans are rapists and criminals, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I mean, the one thing I'll give to him, you know, is that at least he's he's prepared to own his his racism, his bigotry, um, yes. and his vileness, um, but. What he has also done, unfortunately, I think, is to license those who have similar views, you know, the alt-right, the white nationalists, right. to, to come out in force in social media, but under the cover of social media, as opposed right. to, right. you know. Um, so I think that this is, it, 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 this is um, you know, this is one of the, 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 the downsides, you know, so while we may, may, may consider that, you know, social media serves to democratize, um, but it also serves to denigrate, you know, yes. and frankly to derange. 
Definitely. <laughs> to, or or to, to certainly coalesce the deranged. Yes. <laughs> to, yes. To bring, yes. To bring the, uh, the, the, the deranged uh, closer and closer. Certainly we can uh, contrast this with what happened to Jamaica's own Etana. Um, yes, yes, yes. Who, when she voiced her support for Trump, kind of the opposite happened, right? She yes. was dragged on social media, really and truly. Um, yes. Uh, you know, written off as somebody who was dumb, uh, a dunce, unintelligent. You had a few persons even saying that I won't be supporting Itana anymore because right. of her yes. uh, views on, on, on supporting Donald Trump and so on. I mean, yes. she said a few yes. other things in the interview which were really bizarre. But Yes. Um, she got quite a bit of backlash on social media, and it, yes. it really makes one wonder. Um, yes, you know if it's if it's safe any at all to to express mm-hmm. uh, unpopular views on mm-hmm. social media, given the kind of immediate and mm-hmm. very harsh backlash you might mm-hmm. be meeting with. Right? It's it's, it's really yes. sad. Yes, it, yes, kind yes. of um, way things mm-hmm. have devolved. We're yes. uh, addressing ideas, uh, unpopular mm. ideas on social media is concerned. You yes. know, so. Yes, 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 yes. No, I mean, so um, quite, quite a know, few people. But it also, yeah, I think, um, you know, it also unfortunately has an effect of, and particularly Twitter, I think. Um, you know, because I mean, it's so easy. You know, you 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 just simply. Um, you know, reach for your phone and, 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 and you know, express the first thought or impulse that comes to your head. You know, you can end up, you know, creating situations. Let's, for example, the one we had with um, what's uh, uh, Mali Malo who fought, you know, back in January. It was not January. Sorry, I'm talking foolish. It's a few months ago, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where she took issue, um, you know, with the U.S., um, the U.S. raising the 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 the, the rainbow flag, um, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and and you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm being nostalgic, but maybe you know, pre-social media, you know, she might have just kept that to her veranda, um, you know, rather than just. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you see, you see, I, I have a slightly different view. There. I, I am so yes. thankful for for platforms like Twitter. Yes. Because you know, you, you see, while uh, you know some of these political figures, whenever they come up to a podium to make a speech, it's normally yes. pre-prepared, it's mm-hmm. normally vetted, um, mm-hmm. and you know, there's some kind of um, security in in knowing that whatever mm-hmm. kind of statement they're going to make has yes. been proofread and approved for public mm-hmm. consumption and so on. Right, right, but Twitter, right, right. Twitter, Twitter gives them a, a kind of unfiltered channel to the public and yes. vice versa. You know, the, the yes. public can communicate with a lot of these mm-hmm. um, public um, officials directly. And yes. you get to see them at their best or their worst, right? So, yes. so yes. definitely yes. Twitter has been good for that, you know. You have this political figure or a famous celebrity or whoever yes. who you've always, always held in such high esteem as an intelligent person. And right. then they, they take to Twitter one night and yes. <laughs> but, but, you, you know, you see but, your true colors. But, but sometimes you don't want to see the true colors. I mean, it's almost... I want to see the true colors. You know, it, it's almost, <laughs> you know, because I mean, like, you know, I, I know certainly an experience that... that, that 
that that that one of our guests, Dr. Allison Irvin Sobers, had. You know, yes. we're you know engaging on letter on Facebook. She saw, you know, a, a, a view expressed by one of her relatives. Yes. Um, I think on on on, on a well, I, I won't go into details, but on a on a on a on a on a, on a matter that is somewhat sensitive and and, and, and at times explosive with Jamaicans, mm. uh, which she was not aware of before. And I, I, I think that I think that it kind of you know, um, reoriented uh, her view of her relative in a way that she would have preferred not to. In other words, yeah. you know, I don't mind not knowing. You know, that that's yeah. how you really think about X issue. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be splattered. You know, because right. one of the things, certainly, because in fact, that's just because we're soon be three minutes after the break. I mean, apart from Dr. Um, Alison Irvin, so we're going to be having um, Dr. Joseph Farkerson, um, also a linguist and lexicographer, and Dr. Natalie Bennett, who's a sociologist and a specialist in um, gender studies, you know, to, to, to help us to, 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 to discuss and to unpack some of these issues. You know, but um, I, I, I do think that um, you know, it, the social media, whereas it does have its positives, I think tends to um, you know, reduce people to, to being, um, I don't know, social atoms, um, uh-huh. you know, as opposed to, it, 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 it undermines, I think, community. That, that's my broad sense. Right. Um, or, or well, people, some people would say you're probably just not using it right. You're just not using it correctly well, because in, in, in yeah. many ways, a lot of communities today exist because of social media, right? Well, um, you know, if, if you think, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for social media, Chances are, yeah, the skeptics wouldn't be here right now. Well, well, exactly. No, no, I give, I give. No, 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 no. I, I mean, that's why I'm saying there are pluses and there are minuses. I mean, I, I, I agree. With, I mean, it's not all, it's not all negative. Um, right. You know, but, but at the same time, I think that one of the things that many of us are not aware of are the limitations of, of social media. I mean, one of the articles I read, um, you know, in preparation for this show, you know, reminded that, you know, that. Um, that, that that I think ninety three percent of our communication is nonverbal. You know, right. so when you're when you are communicating by text, you know, you are you are kinda losing out. You know, yes. on nuance you are losing out and then of, so of course, you know, the, the it's right for um you know for, for, for misinterpretation. Um, right. I would also add well, personalization. Which is why, which is why you have so many so many diverse emojis. <laughs> well, exactly, 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 exactly. We have so many diverse emojis now, and with the yes. recent iOS update, with the recent update from Apple, and yes. when you're typing on your iOS device now, in, in addition to suggesting yes. alternate words, it suggests emojis that you could use in place of words. Yes. So this is really an attempt to get, um, you know, electronic speech as emotive um, and uh, approximating real speech as is possible. Of course, there are limitations, but hey. Of course, there are limitations because I'm saying they're like, trying, man. They're trying. Don't be so hard on them. <laughs> no, you have to mechanically, you have to mechanically use emojis. You know, whereas if True. I'm talking to somebody, you know, body language is something more of a reflex. You know, I can, right. I can tell by a grimace, by a scowl, by a, you know, by yeah. you know whatever. You know that I roll, I roll or whatever it is, which happens. You know, almost, um, you know, involuntarily, you know. Yes. 
So anyway, Clive, we're up again to break after which we want to bring in our our guests. Um, so I guess we go for a little break now. No worries. All right, stand by. All right. We're going to our first break of the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Daft Punk with Technologic. Technologic by Daft Punk. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. See you in a few minutes. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip, unzip it, lock it, seal it, call it, find it, view it, code it, jump, unlock it, surf it, scroll it, pose it, click it, cross it, crack it, switch, update it, name it, read it, tune it, print it, scan it, send it, fax, rename it, touch it, bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop, format. It, buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip, unzip it, lock it, seal it, call it, find it, view it, code it, jump, unlock it, surf it, scroll it, pose it, click it, cross it, crack it, switch, update it, name it, read it, tune it, print it, scan it, send it, fax, rename it, touch it, ring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop it. Okay. 
Surf it, lock it, cut it, clip it, paste it, post it, technologic. That was Daft Punk. Uh, Daft yeah. Punk with technologic um, up in the Yard of Skeptics really show this morning. The home of the Aki of Rationality and the Selfish of Skepticism. This morning on the Yard of Skeptics really show, we are looking at communication in the modern digital age. How has um, technological advancement in, um, in computers and social media and so on impacted on our ability to communicate, to form uh, meaningful bonds and relationships, to form communities around yes. certain issues. Has social media been a help or a hindrance, really and truly? And I'm going to bring our guest in right now, who've been um, graciously on hold, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Natalie Bennett, who is a sociologist, Dr. Alison so- uh, Irvin Sobers, who is a linguist, and Dr. Joseph Ferguson, who is a linguist and lexicographer. Good morning, guests. Are you hearing us clearly? Yes, yes. I am. Hi, morning, all morning, right. all. Morning, good, all. Good, 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 good. All right, so I guess you could just start. I'm not off, hearing Joseph, uh, though. Joseph? Yeah, this is because I was holding back. To oh, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we hear Joseph finally. Nice all right, to so hear your voice, Joseph. Oh. All right, I'm, I'm going to start with Natalie, uh, if, if you guys don't mind. Natalie, um, so you're a sociologist. You've done, uh, I, I imagine, you know, work on communication and so on, and, and you've also done work on gender as well. Has social media enhanced the way that human beings interact and communicate and form meaningful relationships with each other? Fine. I, I, I know quite a lot of um, people have met their quote-unquote soulmates via Facebook and via uh, Match.com and, and eHarmony and Cupid and Black People Meet. And has social media been a help or a hindrance? What, what, what are some of your views on that, Dr. Ben? Well, uh, um, thanks for inviting me to participate on the show. Um, sure. So let me say this, that social media is really another form um, both platform as well as methodology, if you will, for right. communicating yeah. ideas and connecting. Yeah. So I'm not sure I'm going to read it as better or worse, an improvement or not, yeah. um, and more so as just another mechanism yeah. Um, yeah. that has its own kind of effects on all the other forms of media. Yes, yeah. right. So, yeah, it does. Um, your voice, your desires, your interests, certainly get amplified mm-hmm. uh, when you express them through social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. What um, people, that's, and that's why those dating sites work, mm-hmm. um, and that's why you have Twitter wars, mm-hmm. but also that's why you have the kind of that's why you have um, the really fantastic organizing work of a code pink which is an mm-hmm. international kind of feminist um, organization. So yeah, social right, media right. certainly promotes connections, promotes yeah, different yeah. kinds of connections. You don't always like the ones that you see, right? Mm-hmm. So social media has been really, really good for mm-hmm. right-wing organizations and for mm-hmm. white supremacist organizations. Yeah, it's right. been amazing in terms of how it's connected them across country, across yeah. borders, yeah. Um, they find each other, and yeah, then right. they decide who the next targets are. Yes, yes. But it's yes. also been great for promoting a certain kind of mobilization and um, information sharing among yes. progressives. Right. 
yeah, so yeah. that's the way I kind of come down on it. I kind of I rather pay attention to how it's used and by whom and to what end. Right. Um, but yeah, it's certainly changed my life. I can. All right, cool. <laughs> Thank you very much, Doctor Minute. I'm just going to jump to Doctor Irving Sobers now. So, um, one of the things that has been said about social media, um, Doctor Allison Irving Sobers, is that. You know, social media and texting and tweeting and Facebooking is contributing to the death of language, to the death of proper um, language use. Uh, Everything is being shortened. And, you know, do you think there is any merit to to, to that kind of indictment? You know, is it true any at all that um, social media and different forms of communication on social media are actually retarding the way that we use language and the way that we view language in, in context. Uh, Dr. Irving Tobas. Um, morning. Thank you for inviting me on to, to discuss this. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Joseph. Um, um, I'm going to actually start by agreeing with Natalie. This is, this is the, the, the notion that somehow social media is quote-unquote unnatural. Um, um, doesn't fly for me. So in that sense, mm-hmm. no. The, the notion that social media is somehow going to retard Whatever that means, language. Yes, um, 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 doesn't no that that doesn't work for me at all. I mean, language evolves, language mm-hmm. changes. So language is going to adjust to social media, and it's going to be affected by social media, and it is also, in 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 some sense, going to affect social media. Yeah, um, right. Because truthfully. Um, Every time we have some kind of new technological platform, the telephone was supposed to be unnatural too, and this was going to alter the way human beings um, interacted, or, yes. and it's always negative. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, similarly, we moved from speech to writing again. So, so language evolves. So no, I don't think social media um, is going to, in that sense, retard language. Yes. However, yes. however, there are... When we come to discuss the effects of social media now on interaction mm-hmm. and discourse, yes. um, when we get to that um, part of the topic, then yes, right. there, 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 I think, there I think largely um, I would suggest that the effect has been negative. Mm. Oh well. Certainly want to All hear right. more from you on that, Dr. Irving. Yes. I'm going to allow Dr. Joseph Farkerson now, um, who has a very interesting project. Uh, Dr. Joseph Farkasin is actually compiling uh, a kind of electronic dictionary, and a lot of his mm-hmm. entries and a lot of his definitions are actually coming from social media. Dr. Joseph Farkasin is, I think, the youngest member um, on the panel right now. <laughs> no, but but somebody who is listening could say, "How is it we're talking about social media and communication, and there are there aren't any millennials on the panel right now? millennials on the panel right now." Doctor Ferguson, tell us about your project and 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 how has social media helped you in compiling this electronic dictionary of Jamaican Creole? Am I a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not a millennial by by I'm no means. <laughs> I'm not so sure in terms of outlook and ideology. I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more um, tied with the people before me. That mm. that one, um, to me. Uh, yes, it's a pity. I lost audio for a while, so I 
wasn't able to hear some of what Natalie said and okay. um, part of the last part of Alison's um, contribution. But with regard to the dictionary, yes. Um, so for a very long time, I've had this um, plan to put together a, a dictionary. It started out as a dictionary of Jamaican Creole. Um, yeah. And it was supposed to be paper-based. But every time I went back to my tech guys, the guys were helping me to create the initial database, which would have been just for storing the information before printing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be a print dictionary. Yes. Um, they kept on um, saying to me, um, you know, well, why don't you do this electronically? Mm-hmm. But when I'd ask them for stuff, uh, they'd say to me, if it isn't possible today, it will probably be possible tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one day I said to myself, you know, you know why am I bothering with the paper stuff. And so I changed my um, entire um, thinking about how yes. to do the project. And then I realized too that for most dictionaries out there, if we think about the Merriam-Webster's mm-hmm. or the Oxford English Dictionary, they are becoming primarily online um, resources. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Oxford English Dictionary was last published, I, I, I believe, in 1989, in 20 huge volumes. Mm-hmm. According to the, the editors and the Oxford University Press, that will be the last print edition of the dictionary. Didn't know wow. And, you know, even for us, we can think of, you know, how often or when was the last time we consulted a print dictionary, you know, took one off yeah. the shelf and went through. It mm-hmm. probably doesn't happen or doesn't happen that regularly now, mm-hmm. as, you know, say, five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yes, the dictionary is going to be web-based. And the interesting thing is that the data that um, is being collected for the dictionary is coming mainly through a group that I have established on Facebook. So, you know, people will put in words, you know. They have you dealt with this yet. I, I don't think everybody understands exactly what the process is like and what the dictionary will be like. So some people think that the Facebook group is the dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I don't want to disabuse them of that fact yet. Um, Because they're providing words. They're providing words. They're asking, you know, have you added this yet? You know, what's the meaning of that? And they're providing different meanings and we have interesting discussions. And so it, it, it is kind of a merging of the academic and the social, so it's social media, mm-hmm. but it's allowing researchers like myself to collect data in a way that would have been very expensive yes. had I gone out to meet people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But when the last dictionary was done for Jamaican, which is in the 19, late 1950s and 1960s, published in mm-hmm. 1957, yeah. Uh, Frederick Cassidy, Robert LePage's Dictionary of Jamaican right. English. Mm-hmm. They went out and, you know, they, they interviewed people, uh, collected data, and, you know, they had to get fellowships from, you know, all sorts of uh, sources. Now, I, I still want those fellowships because uh, we need the money to put stuff together. But right. I think social media has allowed us to do more work in less time with um, fewer resources. Yes. yes, definitely, yes. definitely. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. So, so we see Dr. Farkas said, batting for the cause of social media, right, right out the, the, the crease there, you know, right at, uh, at the beginning. 
So I guess we could just start out the discussion more generally now about um, communication in, 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 in the digital age. So we heard a little bit from um, Dr. Bennett on, on the fact that social media is simply a different form of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has aided in the formation of a number of different communities around very important issues. But what about the, the, the kind of communities that, um, the, the alternate communities, the white supremacist communities, and the racist communities, and the um, anti-LGBT communities, and so on, which also have a very um, prominent presence on social media? Um, is this just a, a whole part of the de- democratization of information and social media, or um, should there be measures to, to, to kind of block or barricade such uh, communities and, and that form of communication? Any ideas on that from any of the panelist members? Can I put it? All right. Yeah, go ahead. Because mm-hmm. I like um, that you have changed the wording slightly from the, um, the show title. So now you're saying communication in the modern age, which I, I prefer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, social media and modern communication. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because I think to a large extent, you know, communication is communication. Okay. But then technology at different um, points in our development yes. um, would impact on how exactly that um, communication takes place. Mm-hmm. And if we look at it really seriously, now, some things haven't changed that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that we now have different tools which mm-hmm. allow us um, to do that. So, for example, um, you know, earlier in the last century, we had the telephone, and the telephone allowed us to talk to people across the country. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. now, you know, there are many other applications that can allow you um, to do that and bypass yeah. traditional telephones. Yeah. Uh, so you're communicating in the same way, just that the, the, the type of technology that drives it is slightly different. And then there is the, the addition to that, which would be your Skype, your Google Chat, etc., and, mm-hmm. and Facebook um, chat too, where you can add video to it. Um, right. This is almost um, bringing it much closer to traditional face-to-face communication. Mm-hmm. With the exception that you are still separated by space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you are separated by space in face-to-face communication, but the the, the, the space division is not as wide, mm-hmm. um, or may not be as wide as with, um, say, if you are skyping with somebody who is in Canada or in the US and you're in Jamaica. Yeah, um, right. So you are probably getting to assimilate, and I'm 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 waiting with bated breath, you know, for the the hologram. <laughs> yes, 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 myself and the virtual reality, which is now coming um, on screen, you know, a lot of virtual reality devices. Uh, so, so Natalie and Irvin, uh, yes, Joseph, continue. Was it TNN that used the hologram in the, the previous election? Yes, um, well, uh, I, 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 I saw a hologram being used for uh, some kind of concert or something or the other. It was Michael Jackson projected yes. as a hologram and recently. And the West Indies at Mona yes. used a yes. hologram yes. Um, for uh, an honorary graduate, graduate who couldn't attend. Right, okay. right. So we yes. are now in the future, really, and show the people. People need to get with it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I distinguish 
right, I want to distinguish between stuff like Skype, mm-hmm. where okay. where you are you are communicating with with an identified person, and yeah. in essence, you are using the technology to um, communicate, if you like, face to face. So mm-hmm. I have right. Skyped Hilaire, and I I know who I'm talking to, and mm-hmm. we both have identities right. that that yes. that um, for each other from something okay. like Facebook. Or Twitter, okay. where yes, we yes. are, we are, we are basically just talking at people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. So we, we we do our thing on Facebook or Twitter, and then we wait for responses because I think those are two different things. And the yes, the yes. one I'm more interested in in um in looking at is that latter one. Mm. Okay. Facebook, yeah, I... the Twitter, that type of communication where we are not we're not actually. Um, necessarily talking to anybody individually. So you're talking about yes. a kind of depersonalized kind of communication, Alison. Well, okay. Let me let me give you let me give you a couple. Well, let me start with one thing that that mm-hmm. to to relate to what um, Joseph had said about mm-hmm. the the dictionary. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the issues for me with with um, social media in the type I'm talking about is mm-hmm. is it 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 the way it it. Uh, it, it has changed the narrative. It, it, there's a, what you call democratization. There's a, there is a, there is a focus on the issues of North America and mm-hmm. Western Europe. The people yeah. who actually generate much of the product that is yeah. on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And therefore, because of that, we end up being consumed by the conversations that they're having mm-hmm. uh, in their mm-hmm. societies. And to bring it back to what Joseph is talking about. The Oxford English Dictionary being online um, is wonderful, except that 65% of the population of the planet is not online. Right, I was about to so, bring that so, up. So essentially, what you are what you are doing is what you are doing is um, this conversation is is if you like more developed country is a more mm-hmm. developed country conversation. Mm-hmm. We are widening the issues of inequality. Mm-hmm. And at some level that book that book being taken to somebody in rural um Angola or Prickly Pole or whatever might right. be, might be might might be more valuable still. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing. We end up being yeah. consumed with North America, particularly North American conversations, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. and and to the neglect of our own shit. So, uh, stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. Dr. Yes. Bennett, you spoke you spoke um, at the beginning about the formation of communities. Um, do you have any you know a- additional thoughts on whether or not um, you know social media is necessary for the formation of communities across borders and across time zones and so on. You, you spoke about, uh, I think it's called Pink. Could you, could you explain to us a little bit more about how social media operates in, in that kind of um, sphere, you know, movement building and advocacy and so on? Um, yeah, so before I speak to that, I just want to um, yes. respond to something that Joseph said and um, yeah. also to kind of um, thank Alison for that intervention. The Social media, the way we talk via social media is not the same as the way we talk via any other form of technology. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, so, and that speaks to the question about community. So one of the things that has definitely happened is that 
social media and connecting to and talking through social media does a number of things simultaneously. It allows mm-hmm. the speaker to imagine that there is some community that they're speaking into. They may not be able to identify a person um, yes. or even where they are, but it allows you to kind of think of yourself as member of something that is not even totally defined yet. Right. Um, and then the second part of it is that because it allows you to do that, then mm-hmm. everything you say not only is amplified because it's mm-hmm. so immediately spread and passed, it, passed on and shared, et cetera, but right. it allows you to imagine that you are actually speaking for and on behalf of any number of issues. Yes. And yes. so that's the thing that makes, that makes it both powerful as well as mm-hmm. very difficult to respond to because we've yes. been celebrating the democratization part. We've been celebrating the fact that everybody now kind of has, can take on this identity of being able to speak whenever they want, say mm-hmm. what they want, and that anybody who is listening can hear. What right. we haven't been as good at, um, and which is why, why these different kinds of witch hunts happen via social media, is mm-hmm. we haven't been as good at the clapback, which is like yes. one of my favorite kind clap of... Clapback, yes. Yes, <laughs> we haven't been, and it's only just now really kind of taking form where you can hear it, but you don't have to sit passively. You can use the very same media form Mm -hmm. and respond to it. And sometimes, and often, actually shut it down. And so some of the stories that we've been hearing about, um, for example, folks in the gaming community who went Mm -hmm. after this woman um, developer Mm -hmm. with a vengeance. There was no organized effort to respond and shut it down immediately. Yes. It took weeks of death threats and threats of rape and sexual and all kinds of nastiness right. Right. Um, before the Twitter and before Google decided that they needed to have a policy yes. and a set of strategies to respond. So we've been good at kind of celebrating that everybody gets to talk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a way, turning it off sometimes. Yeah. But Natalie, where, where does like... it stop? Where does it stop? Because imagine, let's just say that um, I am an I'm an advocate for LGBT rights, mm-hmm. and um, as a part of my advocacy, I talk about abuses against LGBT individuals. I mm-hmm. talk about the kind of homophobia which exists in my society, and so on and so uh-huh. forth, mm-hmm. and how religion and the church contributes to it. What if? some conservative members who are able to see my blog or my Facebook page feel offended by um, what I have been saying. Be, uh, they, they feel offended by the way that I'm painting church folk and the Jamaican society and want to clap back against my LGBT advocacy. So it should Google and, and Facebook and Twitter. They, should, and they can do that. Like, feeling yes. offended is not illegal. Right. 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 The question is, what is the content? What are the implications of what you're saying? And Mm -hmm. what are the strategies and institutions that are going to be carrying through that that kind of whatever your critique of my critique is? Um, That's, I think, what matters. So you can be offended all you want. um, Or response. (laughs) Like the response to speech is more speech. And yeah, we organize our speech. We can actually make yours seem completely innocuous and even like frivolous. Yeah, um, right. But should, so should there I'm be not, yeah. So that's in, where I come in down. Like yeah, but 
but the, but but if there is violence, if there are threats mm-hmm. of violence, that's 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 what we're talking right. about here, Clive. Not just yeah. why you know I disagree with you on here as well. We're right. talking about people who threaten to kill, people mm-hmm. who publish people's addresses, yeah. people mm-hmm. who right. therefore take those addresses and drive by people's houses. Um, that kind of thing now, yes, can be shut down. Don't yeah. you think? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, but, yeah, on, yeah, that, yeah. on that subject, I'd, that? I'd like to ask, but, and, and I'm just throwing this out to, to any of the three of you. I mean, what what responsibility, if any, do you think that you know conventional media, newspapers, um, you know, TV, whatever it is. What responsibility did they have in sort of policing their own sort of social media interactions? And I'm, I'm asking this question in the context of a recent story that I'm aware of, um, mm-hmm. where I think it was the Jamaica Observer published a story about a child who had been badly mauled by a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but... The, the, the observer only carried one side. That is to say, mm-hmm. the side of the mother of the child. There was no effort made to ascertain or to publish the side of the dog owner. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I looked at some of the comments, you know, that followed. I mean, you know, there's about 75 or more comments. And, you know, it, what people went beyond just simply expressing outrage. Um, some went as far as to, to, to not so subtly threaten death. Um, yes. And, and I, I just kind of wonder, well, what, what, what do you see as the responsibility of, of say, a Jamaica observer? I mean, is it that they, they, should, they should carefully um, moderate, um, not publish? I mean, what, what's the responsibility? Because for me, what I saw was just a kind of free-for-all. You know? And to, to a large extent, I think, incited by their own lack of of balanced or, or fair play. So, so what, um, no, let me ask you, though, what do you mean by threatened death? Because here's the thing. Yeah. On, on, in comment sections like that, particularly yeah. when, when we're talking about people who are completely anonymous, mm-hmm. um, if the person wrote, I think that whoever owns those dogs should be taken out and mauled by dogs themselves, right. is that a death threat? That could be. Const- could, could be, be construed as a death. Could be. Yeah, but could be. now to me, you have a problem. It's yeah. one thing that that it, because that's almost run of the mill comment section. Right. Um, right. And should 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 the newspaper shut something something like that down? Well, I would say that perhaps they could edit it. You know, I mean, I I mean, I say this from <laughs> the point of view of one who used to work at the Observer as as their company lawyer. And there are times when, you know, I mean, I would be given, you know, columns or letters. But there's the no editor. threat there. There's no, no, no threat well, there. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, no, well, let me, let me finish the point. Where sometimes somebody would use language that could be considered incendiary or threatening. And what I did was simply, moder- you know, just, just, just modify it, you know, so they would, you know, so that it would not, let us say, um, so that there would be less risk of it being construed as a death threat. No, again, I emphasize that what, what I just said is perhaps borderline. And if I say I think she should be mauled as well, um, I think something more definitive would be, you know, if I ever find a woman mm-hmm. or find out who the woman be, mm-hmm. never shut her. No, that, mm-hmm. that, that's more unambiguous. I mean, um, so, so I, I just, I'm just kind of, as I said, wondering, I mean, you know, doesn't mean they are, 
you know, I mean, should observe, uh, you know, try to edit, moderate. Um, I mean, according to their website, I mean, you know, they hold comments for moderation before publishing. But, but this is um, why this is this is why numbers yeah. and numbers of newspapers and yeah. bloggers and things eventually, after a couple of years, get to the point where they just where they just where they just completely cut out a comment section. Yes. Yes. Because yes. because you because Tanahasi quotes, for example, stopped mm-hmm. taking comments because yes. after a while, as I pointed out, you spend three ninety percent of your time trying to weed out the crap out of the comment section. Right. So you just shut it down. <laughs> yes. But hold yes. on. But 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 Alison, um, something like that, you, you know, kind of shutting uh-huh. down discussion because so another group did something very similar. Um, they, a group called the Jamaican Coalition for Healthy Society put out right. a video on sex, lies, and rights, um, mm-hmm. in which they, 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 they more or less um, try to suggest that uh, there's a kind of LGBT conspiracy afoot to, to you know, shut down um, the island and take over the island and control education and the government right. and so on. And then they disable the comments on their YouTube video. Immediately. So no Immediately, one was actually able to, to correct some of the misconceptions in that video, some of the blatant lies in that mm-hmm. video as well. So, you know, I mean, wouldn't you consider but you're talking about two, on unfair? But you're talking about two very mean? different forms, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about yeah. an organization right. that mm-hmm. is promoting its own political agenda, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's and then there's the Jamaica Observer, which purports to be the media form, right? A mainstream yeah. media form that is supposed to do fair, balanced, and accurate reporting. Correct. You right. cannot tell me that that story, because I remember that story well, um, was anywhere well, close to fair, balanced, or accurate. And yeah. that is a problem that actually uh, manifests quite often in uh, Jamaica newspapers, where... Uh-huh. I feel like they're trying to stretch out the story. In yeah. fact, I'm convinced they're trying to stretch out the story, yeah. where one time they will give the principal or the school's response, then the next yeah. one they'll give the parents' response, then the next right, one right. they'll give the human rights community, whatever. And right. so that's, there's a level of not only manipulation, but also deep unprofessionalism that's operating yeah. there that we need to deal with on a separate, separate show. Um, yes. But oh, well. I think it's playing in the way that this particular story has, has manifested. The other thing yeah. is, they moderate their comments, and mm-hmm. they choose to publish the obnoxious stuff. I right. write on yes. a pseudonym, yes. and they almost never publish my comments. Yeah, I've okay. had the same problem. Right? Could you tell so me, could I you know tell us why that there are people who are making choices about agitating and pushing a certain kind of discourse. And so right. they choose comments that actually go right along with that. Yes. yes. Natalie, could yes. you could you tell us why they use that pseudonym? Just before you come in, Alison. Alison, just before you interject, um, Natalie, could you explain to us why they use a pseudonym when commenting on some of these stories? Uh, because I like to and because I don't want what I say to be conflated with my professional identity. Okay. Okay. All right. Right. Yes, okay. Alison. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so to the point about the the healthy co- the Jamaica Society for Healthy Coalition that that thing you are this is this is this is another one of the areas of concern I have with social media. Yes. Um, and that that is its, it's, it's tendency to level or elide difference. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, so um, on one hand, anybody can come on and post an opinion about anything. That's mm-hmm. that's the, the democratization part. Yeah. On the other hand, all opinions are treated as if they are valid. Exactly. So, yeah. no moron yeah. opinion is as valid as the doctor from the Mayo Clinic on curing for cancer. Yeah. So, both yeah. of those are posted and both of those are disseminated. Yeah. And and when if any pushback comes, then you either shut down the comment section, mm-hmm. as the Healthy Coalition did. Yeah. Um, because, of course, what they have done is cite a number of so-called articles and studies, mm-hmm. which have no basis in... Um, in um in science right. to, to bolster to bolster their argument because right. of course because of course as I said um one of the things social media does is elide expertise it does and then on the other hand it promotes epistemic closure because mm-hmm. of course now what 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 Wayne West and the Healthy Coalition want to do is to in, exist inside their bubble where everybody agrees with them. Oh yeah, man. Right. Clive, Clive, and, and therefore, you expose yourself only to the information that you want, which yes, is very yes. easy on social media. And you can immediately block any information that, that could contradict your point of view. Absolutely. Right. Um, Alison, hold your point. Um, folks, um, Natalie, Joseph, we're going to our next break, but stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, cool. So stay tuned to the Iron Skeptics Radio Show. We're going to go to another quick break right now. This is Etana's I Rise, a song that she has been singing (laughs) over and over in social media after she was dragged on social media because of her support for Donald Trump. Stay tuned to the Iron Skeptics Radio Show.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Irish Skeptics Radio Show. This is Clive, the cool dude, Forrester. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier, the fire breather, Sobers. Today, yeah. on the Irish Skeptics Radio Show, we are dealing with modern communication in the digital age. Quite an esteemed panelist. Uh, we, we, we have here a set of panelists that we have <clears throat> on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show this morning who have been giving um, some, uh, some very interesting views on how modern communication has been shaped by technological advances and so on. And I guess I, I want to shift things up a little bit. And I'm going to start with Joseph this time around. And what I want to talk about is our, our ideas of love and forming relationships. How has technology and social media impacted on that? I'm going to start with Joseph, um, and then we're going to go to Alison and then Natalie. Joseph! And then we'll bring in a question from Sharon. And then we'll bring in a question from Sharon, definitely. Joseph, can you tell us how has, um, in your views, or maybe even your personal experience, how um, social media has been impacted on relationships and love and so on? Any ideas, Joseph? Personal experience, uh, <laughs> uh, um, generally, um, it, is that it has provided another avenue um, for seeking love, uh, in the sense that it widens the the fields that people would have generally had. If you from a community level, um, before some people might have only had access to their immediate community, um, yeah. in, in a and you know, if they move and go to another community, then it will get I'm not hearing Joseph. I yeah, we have a bit of noise in the background, Joseph. Oh, that's not my background. Oh. So okay, good. Where do you think the field is? All right, good, good. Sounds better. Yes. Now. Go ahead, Joseph. Is that where it's coming from? Joseph? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I say it, 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 it gives you potentially access to um, not only people in your own community, but also um, your parish, your country, uh-huh. read the world. And, you know, yeah. sometimes people are looking for others outside of their communities. Yes. Um, and I think in that regard, it has, um, it has given us more opportunities um, because you also get to understand that there are people who might um, think differently, believe different stuff from people, yeah. the people around you. And yes. if, we, if we don't limit it to love, and I think this is one of the, the good parts of social media, um, where you immediately get access to different ideas. So although yeah. some people will knock social media, I think for some of the the, the, the breakaway in terms of faith and so on and the rise in secularism that we have been experiencing over the past years. Right. Part of that can be attributed to social media and information mm. circulating. Yes, yeah. you know, people have to have the good sense to read through, but what's important is that they are not just being fed right. one set of information or the same old information. Yes. Um, so that broadening of perspective, I think, yes. is quite important. It can be dangerous if people don't have the tools to see through. Yes. Um, uh, is it, we'd, we'd have to assess whether it's more dangerous than uh-huh. into one opinion of the world. 
Yeah. At least know you have to con with the fact. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have yeah. you have you have you tried to use it any at all, Joseph? Like any of these dating services, or have you had a long distance relationship by social media? How did that play out? Long distance relationship, yes. Um, both via what Alison considers um, social media, which mm-hmm. is yeah. Um, but again, it, it might not completely count because I knew um, the person before she went away. Um, okay. So this is very different from meeting the person online, and I have online, right, right, yes, online and then developing some social relation. Okay. All right, good. So thank you very much for that, Jody. So, um, Alison. You have mm-hmm. done quite extensive research on, um, you know, communication and interpersonal communication and language, gender, and sex. And discourse analysis. Uh, and discourse yeah. analysis and all of those kind of things. Do you mm-hmm. think it is possible to start and, and maintain a, a, a loving and healthy relationship exclusively online? Um, okay. What do you mean by, you mean you, you, mean you never get offline? No, it's all online. <laughs> it's all it's all virtual. Some people need that. Um, some people are um, terrible in person. Yeah, go ahead, Alison. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not sure how you're going to maintain it. Of course, it's possible to start the relationship online. At some stage, you have to meet the person face to face. No. No. We're talking. We're talking about. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me go back. No, let me, let me go back because you had you had started by romance, mentioning romance. Okay, mm-hmm. so right. we're presuming sexual relations, relationships. It could be um, and I think I think at some stage, um, it 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 would be useful <laughs> to to meet the person in person if for if you're pursuing a sexual relationship with them. No, yes. listen, but, Alison, but give me a second. From, from, Alison, let me just let me just point let, let me just point out to you, Alison. Just recently, this uh-huh. year, I heard of a sex toy which could be controlled wirelessly by somebody on a different continent. Right. Okay. Which brings me. Which, which, which is, I, get, I get. I get the technology. You know. I get. Right. I get the technology. But at yes. some stage, where you are talking about um, relationships right. and yes. the impact the technology has on relationships. Right. Yeah. And for human beings, for human beings, at least, at least at the level at which we've evolved so far, mm-hmm. our relationships um, are largely conducted face to face. We right. need eyes and, and smell and, and those mm-hmm. kinds of things yeah. in our mm-hmm. relationships. But um, okay, so Ali, if I might just interject a bit. I mean, suppose, I mean, it's a combination of, well, okay, we're doing Skype, you know, we're doing Facebook, um, we're doing email. But, but, yeah, but Skype, okay, of course, Sarah, mm-hmm. of, of course, people, you can conduct a relationship anywhere you want to. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about, though. We're discussing about, we're discussing the impact this is going to have on, on our relationships. I okay. can have a relationship with somebody on the telephone, and right. I can talk to them for years and years and do nothing else but talk to them on the telephone. Sure In that respect, yeah. social media isn't that particularly different as a, right. as a, as a, as a platform. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, what, one of the things that one of the one of, for me though one of the things social media is is anti intimacy. Okay. Um, because because as I said, 
that 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 uh, at, at some level social media operates like a drug. Mm-hmm. This connectedness where you have to be connected to your 400 followers yeah. or the 20 something people on the Facebook page that you right. have just that they're, that you're arguing on or right. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The evidence suggests that that kind of almost narcotic effect mm-hmm. um, does have an effect by distracting people from the the individuals that are actually in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, it's anti-intimacy because yeah. you are, you are what you are, what 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 you what you are, what you have, what you have a tendency to do now is to be conducting conversations with four or five people, mm-hmm. even right. though there is somebody in front of you who yeah. you are not having a, the conversation with. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring in Natalie. Let me see if I can bring yes, in Natalie. Natalie. Now. So, so, so Natalie, right. where Roman and social way. media is concerned. Yes, yes, Natalie, right. go ahead. But I also made some really good points. And uh, mm-hmm. if you think about also the recent research that's showing the importance of touch, mm-hmm. um, right. a, a dimension of human relationships that we've probably not thought as much about, um, yeah. but that the way in which touch kind of is the thing that kind of makes moves the relationship or also allows that relationship to transcend, mm-hmm. um, to move to other levels. And so if you think about the way that people become, especially people with mental health issues, become mm-hmm. yes. more and more atomized because mm-hmm. their only connection with the world is through social media. Yes. And then the other stuff about the importance of human contact. Yes. Um, then, you re- mm-hmm. then in that way, social media definitely... Um, in a negative way, amplifies a certain kind of lack of intimacy, but also changes mm-hmm. how we think about intimacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Skype can never replace that relationship, although it certainly changes how you do it. And mm-hmm. you, I think people who use Skype regularly um, talk about the ways they try to increase intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Or kind of bring it into the relationship through the technology, but it can't replace that. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I, I feel, I feel there, there's a generational issue here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a generational issue because I've heard, I've heard people say that they fell in love with somebody that they've only known online. You can do that. You can do that. There are no yeah, but nobody, nobody's that. denying that, Clive. What, what, yeah. no, nobody's denying that, which is why Natalie said it's going to change the way you look at intimacy. Right. Yes. Right. But, fact, but, but, but you mm-hmm. can't touch anybody on Skype. Right. You can't right. smell True. anybody on Skype. Right. These are all that things that you want have a visceral <laughs> connection to. This is right. yes. that everybody right. needs touch. Mm-hmm. Yes, in fact, let me just add something because not um, touch at all. Yeah, let me well, quote well, something. Let me quote something. Right. Yes, here, um, go ahead. Let me quote something. In fact, Natalie, I think I'm just reading something from I think uh, an assistant professor of media, I think at your former university, Dr. Paul Uh-oh. Booth, mm-hmm. um, who says, um, among other things, that our interactions on social media tend to be weak ties. That yeah. is, we don't feel as personally connected to the person, to people at the other end of our communication as we mm-hmm. do when we're face to face. So while we are communicating more, we may not necessarily be building relationships as strongly. 
So mm-hmm. I think that that kind of goes to um, to what you're saying, and also I think what Allison was saying about about intimacy. I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so. Um, and this, I mean, it's a it's a phenomenon mm-hmm. that we see outside of social media as well. It's but yes. just examining within this contemporary form. Yes. It just tells us what we already kind of knew. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, sociologists so let, let, are good at that, but, you know. Let me, give yeah. a, let me give a personal account here. Let me give a personal account here. When I was in yeah. 10th grade, when I was in 10th grade, right, um, I got a phone call. Time, time yeah. when you <laughs> social media. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't social media. It wasn't social media. But the, a, a call came to my house when I was in 10th grade, and uh, it was a wrong number. So I mm-hmm. said to the other person who was on the, the line, you have the wrong number and a beautiful voice. And she was like, oh, my God, can I call back another time? And she called back. And we fell in love eventually, right, to cut a long story mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this relationship, to this day, I've never met that girl. And, and we, we were in, as far as I was concerned, what seemed like a loving relationship. Um, you know, we felt guilty if, if we didn't uh, honor the, the, the commitment to each other to talk on the phone at a certain time. I mm-hmm. felt like I could potentially be cheating. If I saw yeah. another girl and I wanted to be with this other girl and so on, and we, 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 we cried together, we laughed together, we had some very steamy conversations on the phone as well. And as far as I, that, that was a, a, a relationship that lasted for quite a significant amount of time, almost a year, longer than mm. many relationships which involve touch and smell and taste and, and all of those other things. How is that mm-hmm. possible? But, 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 but nobody said it was impossible. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not following Clive. Nobody said it was impossible. Okay, but, but, it, but it, it, it seems as if... Um, so you're saying I, it's I, 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 I'm getting so Clive, the impression that, that, that there's something not as authentic or as genuine about that kind of relationship. Well, as intimate. I think we're talking about... No, right, or as intimate. intimacy. It's about intimacy, and intimacy is an entirely different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There are different ways to do intimacy. Right, um, mm-hmm. the kind that we know ourselves to have done for millions of years as human beings, that's not going to happen through social media. Other mm-hmm. things can happen. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all. Right. That I think. And there are and there are relationships. Right. Yes. Right. 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 But the right. Other, can, I, can I bring it? Can I bring in another point that I about social media when it comes to um. What relationship? Ali, uh-huh. Ali, Ali yeah. just hold your point just a sec because I've, I've wanted to bring in Sharon's question and I'm not ignoring right. you. But Sharon had asked earlier, a few minutes ago um, in our chat room, do you think females are at a greater risk um, of online bullying slash threatening than males? Absolutely. 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 Why? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, emphatic. Um but but I, I'd be curious, and I mean I'm not asking this to be cute or to be to be simple-minded. But but why do you think that is that is so? Because of that part that we tend not to think as much about the social, mm-hmm. right? The media forms that we have mm-hmm. are emerging and are mm-hmm. being used in the same structural context as yes. everything else. I see. So yeah, I see. everything that you see outside of social media happens inside social so it's media. It's a kind of right. mirror. Right. It's a mirror. Right. And, what, and the, the, the point that I made about how individuals develop this kind of identity that they're new, like experts, and they can speak 
Yes. All of that just gets intensified. And so one mm-hmm. person who just thinks that I am the biggest B-I-T-C-H mm-hmm. will yeah. go at me with a fervor that they could not if they were in front of my face. Yes. Right, yes. Which, and, which brings us to the issue of the anonymity. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Because, because even 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 the other day I saw uh, an exchange on Facebook, which to me was which was so typical. And this is between people who know each other. Mm-hmm. But but even though even but because you have visual anonymity, even with the visual anonymity, people feel emboldened to say things that they would not say if they're looking at you in the face. Yes, right. And yeah. and yeah. when it comes to when it comes to attacking women, um, mm-hmm. because at some level, you know my theory, Hilaire, that yeah. men 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 per se don't really like women. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. what social media has done is allowed all of that bile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. to be to be front and center. Yes. Yep. And, yes, and therefore, and therefore, women and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and women therefore are particularly particularly um, targeted mm-hmm. on social media. Right. I've seen right. some interesting exchanges, um, mm-hmm. and which is which are very telling, where mm-hmm. people are responding to who they think is a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And they make the most personal derogatory remarks. Not about mm-hmm. what is being said, but about who they think is saying it. Yeah, and yeah. The, the guy comes back, he's like, it's interesting that you respond this way because you thought I was a woman. Mm-hmm. Right, and I yeah. think everybody who's reading it at that moment does this like, wow. Like well, it's in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. way yeah. that what we call the microaggressions, but also the implicit bias, all of the new language that we're using, clear. That right. the mm-hmm. very fact of your yeah. gender makes yes. you a target. Well, yeah. I tell you something. You nothing controversial. It is made controversial. Yeah. Well, actually, right. you know, Natalie, to back up what you said, to support what you said, I mean, I recently had an exchange on Facebook where somebody went after me precisely because of the name Hillier. They thought I was a woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and they went after me in a way, and I, until I kind of draped them up and said, look, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I got testosterone, and on top of that, you know, you are a little boy to me. You know, go right. play with your rattle. You know, um, you know. Why? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good so, 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 can I bring the other anti-intimacy point I have about yes. social media? Yeah. And, and this is not. This is this is about just friendship, which yes. to me is epitomized by. So, Facebook has this thing where you have friends. Yes. Yeah. Um. When the way we the way we and I'm using normally in quotation marks here, but yes. the way we normally communicate is we have different types of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I have my aunt, um, and I have certain conversations with her about certain topics, and we exchange certain types of information, which right, is different right. from Hilaire, which is different from my sister, which right. is different from Natalie, whatever. I have right, these yeah. different friends, and I edit information for them, and I present different things to them, right. um, so that so that our 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 interactions are tailored to the specifics of the person we're talking to. Right. Yeah. And Facebook, Facebook, Facebook right. now doesn't Facebook elides that. Mm-hmm. I have any post I make treat all the people I know as if they're on the same level, yeah. and <laughs> the responses I get back treat all the people who know me as if we're on the same level. So yeah. to that to that example, Hillary, you gave about my relative. Right. Normally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be privy to my aunt's. My it was my aunt. I wouldn't be privy to my aunt's views on X, Y, or Z. 
or I wouldn't be privy to the fact that that um, some um, colleague of mine is into pornography, or I wouldn't be privy. There's some information I wouldn't be privy to, and that's how, we, that's how we organize our our mm-hmm. interaction. Right. Social media elides that, mm-hmm. and we end up therefore we end up therefore with a kind of communication which is to me ultimately narcissistic. Mm-hmm. It's mostly about um, virtue signaling mm-hmm. um, uh, with each other, and mm-hmm. we talk at each other precisely mm-hmm. because that 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 aspect of editing ourselves for our different friends. Right. Is Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, Alison, Alison, um, Natalie, and, and Joseph, we're going to go to another break. And when we come back, we'll bring in Joseph. Um, we haven't heard from him in a while. Clive? Yeah. Okay. All right, definitely. So stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Things are changing. This is Bob Dylan. Times are changing. After the break, one of the things, um, as soon as Joseph gives his comment, one of the things I'd like our panelists to address given that you three are academics, is the way that social media and technological advancements have been making changes in education. More and more, we keep hearing that this seems to be the last generation of the big residential university, given that um, a number of different online institutions and online classes and distance learning has certainly taken off. So I'd like to get your views on social media, technology, and education. And, and how things are going to be moving forward. Alice um, will have a lot to say about that, I can tell you. <laughs> All right, definitely. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Bob Dylan, times are changing. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone And if your breath Saving, then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone. For the times they are a changing. Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen and keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming For the loser now will be later to win Cause the times, they are a-changing Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call Can't lend your hand Cause the times They are a 
Afternoon and welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive, the cool dude Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilaire the Fibrator of Sobers. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are looking at modern communication in the digital age and how social media and technological advancement has impacted on different aspects of communication and interaction. Just before the break, we talked about social media and technology. In intimacy, how it um, impacts mm-hmm. on intimacy, and and more or less, I think, um, I think we got two hard no's and one maybe from our panelists <laughs> in terms of whether or not um, social media and technology could actually, you know, sustain intimacy and so on. Um, and right before the break, I asked our panelists to consider how social media and technology impacts on education, the way that we teach. Right, uh, we have three academics on the panel this morning, and I'll definitely like to get their views. So I'll start with Joseph, and then we'll go to Allison and then Natalie. Joseph, social media, technology, education, distance education—is there a future for it, or is it something that you know is 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 really a fad, a passing fad? What what just as how um authentic intimacy involves face to face and touching and feeling and smelling and tasting. <laughs> is this for education? <laughs> is this for education, Joseph? Tell us what you think. Oh <laughs> uh, um I'm, I'm I'm glad you amended. Um it's not the future, it's here. There are some um practitioners who do use social media in the classroom. I try to stay away from it as much as possible. Um, for one, uh, at least for undergraduate students, I do not add undergraduate students to my Facebook um, okay. at all. They have to graduate um, or be in post-grad at yeah. least. And that is you know, for some sort of separation between my personal life and um, my work life. Because, you know, you get students contacting you at all ungodly oh, hours yeah. of, uh, oh, that are in the course outline. Yeah. But um, there's another thing I'm realizing, and it happened because for the first year course I'm currently teaching, which is Introduction to Language and Linguistics, um, and I think we spoke about this, Clive. One of the assignments I gave was um, for students to prepare a podcast. Mm, so right. This is the, the techie generation and so on. Yes. And, you know, as the semester progressed, I realized that some people were, um, they were weirded out by the idea. They were scared. Uh And then it dawned on me, and I think not for the first time, that uh, what I was, I was asking them to become producers. Uh And they have not really been producers of social media. um, Uh Or using social media for that person. They are consumers primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if we intend to use this in education, we have to be able to bridge that gap. Plus to right. just spoil the whole experience for the people. Mm-hmm. And once you tell them um, to start using Facebook for work, they're going to migrate elsewhere. 
Um, yeah. Most of the students I've ever encountered were average. Okay, yeah. they're average students. About seventy mm. percent of them, I dragged kicking and screaming through the subject matter. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, no, honestly, honestly. Yeah. Wow. Um, most students, most students, therefore, did what was required of them. Mm-hmm. And um, they got through the course, um, and they moved on. Mm-hmm. Online yeah. education requires a better student. Mm-hmm. It requires a more self-motivated student. Mm-hmm. It requires a more focused student. It requires a student who has um, um, what you call access to space. Mm-hmm. Free time, um, um, silence, yes. um, and of course access to to the internet. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. That 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 therefore means that for me essentially online education is already uh, is 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 catering to the advantaged the already advantaged student, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean by the widening of inequality. I think online education, it is here to stay, but um, it is going to more and more lead to um, that gap between, um, between the advantaged, the people who have, the people who have access, um, and, and the 70%. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yes. All Natalie? right, Natalie, any views from you, Natalie? Is, is it a distraction in the classroom or is it a tool that can be used to great effect? What do you think? Okay. I, um, <clears throat> I think by the, the very nature of gender and women's studies um, mm-hmm. means that we have to engage social media. Right. Think yeah. right what it's doing, how it's doing it, and how um, wherever you're in the field, you can use it to advance a certain set of ideas or critiques. Mm-hmm. So it's already, it's very much part of my teaching. So for example, um, a project that I've been doing, it's really a program at this point that I've been doing for a couple of years has to do with working with high school students um, to prepare them for a conference that is the equivalent, it's a feminist version of the UN, model UN. So we call it the Model World Conference. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that my students have to do is they have to create social media content. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have to identify different kinds of social media content that's already out there, bring yes. it into the classroom, and teach the high school students how to unpack it, mm-hmm. um, yes. how to kind of understand what is going on visually, ideologically, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, right. YouTube is my best friend mm-hmm. in class because there's so much amazing content on YouTube that yeah. it makes for any course that I teach that that much richer. Yeah. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I use it in multiple ways. One as a teaching tool, um, one as a way of demonstrating the issues that we're talking about, but also yes. as a way of demonstrating critique. Yeah. Um, yes. And then um, with regard to the issues that Alison raised about online education, there's some real pedagogical like, issues that I don't think have ever really been worked out. Mm-hmm. In my department, Gender and Women's Studies, we have been talking about doing an online um, introduction to Gender and Women's Studies course for not being able to do it. Why? Really? Because we are 
not convinced that the way that it gets delivered mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. is really going to be as rigorous and as a, as a substantive as the in-class experience. Mm. Now, some of that, some of that is about um, people just being dinosaurs, right? They just don't want to change. Exactly. <laughs> but there's another part of it that is actually quite legitimate. So yeah. if you kind of think about the issues that Alison is raising about who is going to sign up for the online course, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. often students who actually need to be inside the classroom. They're not the ones who are going to be there. And since they're going to do it online, it means that all of the extra stuff that happens in education and in classrooms, mm-hmm. they're not going to get. And yeah. they actually need it. And so they do average, and we can chalk that up to say, yay, I got 50 students to enroll. But right. what really happened in that teaching experience, I don't know if it's something that we... So we're struggling around that, for sure. And naturally, naturally your point about um, dinosaurs is important because um, a lot of people don't understand what online teaching demands. And yeah, if you right. go, you're, you're mm-hmm. a teacher... Um, and you know a little about computers. You can you you can type on a computer, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Big mistake. Big mistake. You know, it, it, you know, yeah, it's an entirely quite, different way of quite teaching. A, quite a bit more work. Yeah. And you can get something, you know, approaching what you get in face to face, but it takes a whole lot mm-hmm. of work yeah, to bring yeah, it yeah. to that level. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And of yes. course, the concerns of faculty are always. You know, what kind of resources uh, would the university provide to allow us to get to that level and to be able to put in that work? None. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. But, but so I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to go back to the point that Alison raised. raised uh, but also, also, just to add, Clive, I'm, 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 I'm talking specifically also in the Caribbean context. context. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going we, to come back we, to that. We, yes. we, typically, we typically have fairly passive students mm-hmm. in right. terms right. of in terms of going after their own education, mm-hmm. um, in terms of questioning stuff, in terms of finding out for themselves, in mm-hmm. terms mm-hmm. of our students, that, that kind of thing is driven out of them way down in the lower schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Teachers. Mm-hmm. So to put yes. them in anyway. front of a computer and tell them that they're going to have to do learn it on this your way. Yeah. Which is one of the concerns that I have because it's really twofold. The fact that universities more and more are pushing for integrating technology into their programs, that is mm-hmm. a part of just about every stre- strategic um, initiative of mm-hmm. modern colleges and universities. They all want to get their students ready to take on the digital age. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we, we find that students, as Joseph mentioned it, Alison mentioned it, they're not really creators in social media, simply, you know, passive observers for the most part. And the things that they use social media to do um, are, you know, the, the lighter stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. talking to friends, um, you know, agreeing with something which was said. And one of the things that certainly Hillier and I have noticed is that social media tends to be, um, it, it, it kind of encourages um, anti-critical thinking and, and a kind mm-hmm. of lack of skepticism. When you see some yeah. of the things that people post and repost, mm-hmm. you have to wonder Even, how the hell can you post so... something like this when you could easily check the, right. the, the credibility of the story with, with just Even, another click. With one more click, you could check whether the story is true. And, and what you find, you know, if you, if, if you um, challenge them on it, 
yeah. almost like this, you know what? I, I should be able to post anything I want to post, and I don't have to right. try check everything. Right. 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 Did students tell you that? <laughs> so you students well, tell you that, Joseph? Not students. Not necessarily students, okay. but, but people okay. on social media who could potentially be students as well. Right. 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 Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, but yes, you know, yes. you know that you know the the, the the way the 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 best way for me to make my students uncomfortable. Um, as I to go back to this point about the Caribbean student, because that's what we're mm-hmm. talking about. Yes. So the easiest way to make my students uncomfortable is for me to say to them, "Well, you're going to have to decide how to approach the essay." Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. oh my goodness. Oh yes, Lord. Yes. Prices. Yes. <laughs> Prices. And, and therefore, this notion that we are going to have. We're going to use the technology to have a whole generation of people teaching themselves stuff. Yes. Yes, it's not not happening. It's, it's really difficult. Yeah. Well, uh, just just before I, you guys move on. Okay. Yeah, just before you move on, we we, we have a, a caller who is online who is on hold now, Shanika. Um, okay. she 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 overheard the fact that we were talking about intimacy in the digital age and so on and and how um whether or not intimacy could be sustained online. And, and I'd just like to get uh, Shanika in to, to leave um, a comment or two. Shanika, are you there? Yes, I am here. Hello, Shanika. Shanika. So Hi, in your absence, Shanika, how are you? In your, in your absence, Shanika, I was trying to educate our panelists that you have <laughs> sex toys. You have sex toys that you can operate online and, and, and you know, intercontinentally um, stimulate your partner. Sanika, could you tell us whether or not this possible, in your view, to sustain intimacy um, online? Do you think it's possible, Sanika? It is absolutely possible. Um, I was mm-hmm. actually a passion party consultant where we have um, a number of my clients where military wives, where their husbands were deployed or... Um, people in long-distance relationships, and their their relationship was kept alive mm-hmm. online, pretty much, um, yeah. through Skype and this one particular product that we have that was a big seller, especially with military wives. It's called WeVibe, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a stimulator. It's a vibrator, and it allows your partner to download an application to their phone and <laughs> control the app, the, the vibration settings, the pulsation, well, everything from remotely. <laughs> Um, yes. and, and as someone who's been in several, well, not several, I shouldn't say several, but a couple long-distance relationships where yes, right. Skype and, uh, excuse my language, phone sex and yes. um, video chatting and all of that played a very important role in the relationships and sustaining um, the longevity of the relationship. I, I absolutely um, agree that, you know, online the, the yes. internet technology has enhanced relationships. Oh, If I might ask, so Shanika, uh-huh. I mean, did you have, did any of those long-term relationships that you had, you know, long distance, uh-huh. eventually end up in a, a, a convergence of both of you in, in the same place? In other words, yes. In other words, is it was it or well, was it that you had a start online? Well, yes. Um, I, actually, I've had relationships that started. See, I'm I'm very unique in my take on relationships. Um, yes. So relationships relationships serve 
different purpose. And it depends on the purpose of your relationships. Everything is not traditional. Uh, um, everyone is not looking for a traditional relationship. Everyone's not looking. Everyone's sense. end goal is not marriage <laughs> yeah. and kids and, the, yeah. you know, the yeah. white ticket fence. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your the goal of your relationship. It depends on what you're looking for long term or right, short term. Right. Um, right. That determines whether online an online relationship is is right for you. Some mm-hmm. people yeah. just they like the. It's very it's very stimulating to to mm-hmm. have these conversations with someone, um, whether it's online or on the phone, where mm-hmm. you can your imagination does all the work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The physical form can only – there are limitations set by the physical form that you don't have when you're in an online relationship, yeah. right? So there's things that your, your, your mind can perceive that your body can never, ever fulfill. So mm-hmm. online relationships give you the ability um, – to kind of fulfill these fantasies that you might you might just be a shy person in real life and mm-hmm, you, yeah. you don't know about how to go about getting um, or to go about fulfilling these fantasies. It could be a number of reasons that right. these online relationships work better. And everybody knows oh, that. Oh, it's a kind of like virtual glory hole. <laughs> yes. Yes, Julia. It's not like a virtual glory hole. You know, it's... Um, <laughs> the fact that for a lot of people, what's appealing is that all right, we're gonna have this, we're gonna have this online relationship for two hours out the day, and those other twenty-two hours out the day, my life is completely mine, and I don't have right. to interact with you, you know. But when we get together, it's yes. it's a fulfillment of everything but, but, that we uh, want. But isn't that isn't that the definition of lack of intimacy? What you just said, Shanika, is the definition of a lack of intimacy. No restrictions. I don't intimacy. agree. I, folks, I, folks, I, I, come my, back life, to my life is mine. Uh-huh. I have a two-hour interaction with you, and then I go back to my life being mine. Is that not the definition of a lack of intimacy? All right. Alison, no, Alison, but when you're in a Alison, hold your point. We're going to take a final break, but we're going to come back to it. I promise you. I promise you we're coming Whoa. back. I am I am so hot and bothered right now. So we're going to put it back down with love, black woman. After the break, I'm going to be with Garth as well. Garth has been listening to, since the start of the show. And Garth is quite an avid social media user as well. I'd like to get some of his perspective. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Heat it up. How that? I'm a man. Who? Bunch of bantam man, the same to the Browning song, man. You tell the girl and say, I love them can't done from shoes down to ground. Hear me now. We don't stop crying. We all black woman, no. This me call the girl, them with that complexion. But do not stop crying. We all black woman, no. What if I think I want for you, no complexion. Black is beauty, who no cola is one in a million, no. Have it from birth and natural sunshine, no. Smooth like a grape, no true, you use your lotion, no. Take it, take it, take your and your complexion. What am I do? What am I try? Where the whole of them are plan? No. Don't get me wrong because we love black woman and we don't stop crying. We all black woman, no. Respect all the girls them with that complexion. We don't stop crying. We all black woman, no. Nothing is about it. Who no complexion? Someone, no. And where you get it? And where you buy it from? No. To some light skin, them want to buy it tan, no. Woman, no bad worry. Who no intention? We don't know. Stop crying, we 
am proud Follow about your bands and I shout it out loud Black will always stand out in a crowd You like the silver lining behind the dark cloud When me sing with a sad cry We all black woman Hello, 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 good afternoon and welcome back to the Yardy Skeptics Radio Show. We are in the final segment right now. We are talking about modern communication in the digital age and just before the break, we had quite some steamy um, views from Shanika, Miss Shanika Harris, who um, was, was, you know, gracious enough to come and educate um, the, the host of the Yardy Skeptics Radio Show as well as a, as, as a panelist about how a relationship could be started online, could be sustained in intimacy online, and the different um, kind of, you know, technological tools and devices which could be used to enhance that relationship. And um, we had a bit of pushback from Alison, who challenged Shanika, saying that what Shanika described was really and truly the absence of intimacy. Um, and Shanika kind of disagreed. Shanika, could you explain to us? Oh, well, let me allow Alison. Alison, could you give us, in a very succinct way, what is your idea of intimacy? Okay, um, for me, for me, intimacy requires attachment, mm-hmm. and it requires knowledge. Yes, right. Um, it requires me knowing you, um, and me knowing you um, as as a multidimensional, multifaceted person. That mm-hmm. is what I am attached to. That mm-hmm. that seeing you, that knowing you, mm-hmm. um, is to me. Um, you need that for you mm-hmm. to have intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. For, well, first of all, she can dis- describe two different kinds of relationships because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the relationship where you already have a partner and the partner is away and you use social media to 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 connect with the partner is different from uh, meeting you online and we have no um, other type of interaction. Yes. Mm-hmm. So without that attachment, without that knowledge, without that integration into the, into the if you like, the, the essence of the other person, I'm not sure how you're going to speak about intimacy if you are describing, I, 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 I meet you online for two hours, but the rest of my life um, goes on and you have no idea about it or, or mm-hmm. are, aren't integrated into it. Well, you know, I, I mean, I think what Shanika um, is describing is really a situational intimacy uh-huh. where yeah. you organize your thoughts and your feelings and your de- desires. You kind of have this set time or space mm-hmm. to express them and then you kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come back to it later on, um, mm-hmm, but right. it's really kind of defined in a really kind of clear way. And mm-hmm. the act- and technology works really, really well for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't think we, I don't think it's really a question about whether or not there's intimacy so much as about like what is that intimacy yeah. about yeah. and what is it used mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did yes. you get there? So the, the, the contextual stuff is also important. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, okay. 
I don't let know. Me, I mean, great just, sex is possible uh, without uh-huh. having a physical person there. But yeah, the kind of psychological and emotional connection, that is not going to happen through social media. All right. So let, me, let, me, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt for a second. It, well, I guess, again, Allison explained her definition of what intimacy is. It's about sharing your life. and But a lot of people, a lot of people that share, I'm, I'm doing the air quotes right now, share their life um, and share everything and express to their partners and express their love for each other every day and integrate their partners in, in their life and all of that, um, have better relationships with these they meet online and they have this kind of closeness this it, it allows you to be naked um with someone and express your soul to someone that you 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 don't have to worry about judgment because uh-huh. it's not it's not someone that you will ever have to physically be in a room with it's never it's not someone that you will have you'll see and get red faced and get and get you know embarrassed so uh-huh. it, it 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 does allow a, a type of intimacy that you don't you won't necessarily get with the person yeah. at home and Allison might disagree but this is something that I've experienced and this is something um that I know from personal you know personal experience through personal interaction uh-huh. the, these online forums are um give give men I I say men because these are the people that I interact with um uh, an opportunity uh-huh. to share share passions and share you know fantasies and dreams and hopes uh-huh. that they won't share with their partner. They'll right, never right. share it with the person that they have at home because for whatever for one of you know a number of reasons. Uh-huh. Um, right, so again, uh-huh. exactly, my, and most of it is. But again, you know, it it all depends on your definition of intimacy. Um, there, there, there are a number of, of men that I've interacted with or that I've spoken to who shared stuff with me about, you know, what they would like to do or, you know, share. And I've, you know, they've shared stuff that uh-huh. they would like to do. They shared their fantasies. And when you ask them, so how does your wife feel about this or how does some – they they've never shared it with anybody. So right. if that's wow. not intimacy to me, then I don't – I don't know what intimacy is. Let yes, me jump in yes. here briefly. Can I jump in? You know, at, mm-hmm. at the at the risk, you know, at 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 the, at the risk of 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 um of of wifely disapprobation, uh, <laughs> I, I slightly disagree with my with with Ali's uh, notion. I think that I, I think that that it, I think that intimacy <laughs> is is a kind of Intimacy exists in plurality. Now, if you were to imagine like two circles, you know, two circles representing two people. Now, it may be that you have a type of intimacy in which one circle is superimposed on the other so that you are more, you know, you're integrating your entire beings, one with the, with the other. But then you may have a different type of in, intimacy where the circles are concentric. You know, so there may be aspects of your life that yeah. you you are intimate, uh, um, and on others you are not. And and to me, intimacy mm. sometimes operates on a spectrum. I mean, you know, it, it's not necessarily that you're, you know, there's a grace of intimacy. I think that 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 one can have, even right. within a concentric um, formula. You know, I mean, yes. I also, for example, of let us say, for example, your relationship with your doctor or your therapist. 
you know, you might not necessarily describe, use the word intimate, but they know some stuff about you that perhaps nobody else does. Um, right. But yet, I mean, once you leave their office, moving on with your life in the way that Tanika kind of described, you know, you have your, your two hours, you know, with a person on a given area, um, and then you're moving on. And, and I, 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 so in other words, for me, the fact that one may compartmentalize, you know, um, in terms of how you relate one to another doesn't necessarily undermine the notion of, of there being some sort of intimacy between you. No, I'm going what, to... What, what, what essentially, and essentially what you're saying is yes. if we go, if you relate it to the entire conversation we've been having, yes. social, social media, if you want to put it in crude terms, yes. social media in essence is almost like the kind of white frat boy id. Distinct. Mm-hmm. Social media. Uh-huh. Social media. What you're describing is a very male kind of I'm Oh, we're having some wind. Okay, yeah. it's, it's stopped now. Go ahead, yeah. Ali. I, I, I think what you're describing is a very male mm-hmm. pattern of relating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, and to me, um, if we disc- if we look at the rest of the conversation we're having, mm-hmm. uh, the aggressiveness, the 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 misogyny, yes. the racism, yes. there's a way there is a way social media is um, is is very male mm-hmm. in the way it expresses itself and the way and the way that and, and the way that things are done. Right. Uh, but it gets back to Natalie's point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying intimacy cannot exist on social media. Right. Social media will redefine intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still, mm-hmm. however, think that that kind of situational, compartmentalized interaction with people for right. different needs, mm-hmm. um, that's a very male way of relating yes. to But No, but, but Alison, if I can just push back on you a bit. Remember what you said about earlier, about tailoring your your relations or or the information that exchange with with yes. different people. For example, so you have one type of interaction with your with your aunt as opposed to your your bosom buddy from 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 prep school as opposed to your husband. As, what I'm saying is that I think that what I'm saying fits in with that particular hypothesis that you advanced, which which I agree. That in other words, you 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 aren't exactly the same or present yourself in the same way to everybody. Right. Right. But, but we're talking about intimacy. We're talking about I'm intimacy. Talking about now. intimacy too. Not just yes. not just relating per se to other human beings. Right, but what I'm saying is that it, it, it's it's on the same kind of anyway. I, I don't want to I don't want to take over the, yes. the discussion <laughs> between me and Alice. Let's bring back in um Alison that uh it's not only your time. If we take Facebook, it's not only your time book, uh, time timeline that's available to you. So there are uh-huh. different ways of um, kind of um, gauging yeah. or tailoring the intimacy. So you know uh-huh. there are things you post on your timeline, which is um, you should assume it's for everybody. Uh-huh. Then you can I am somebody privately. You have private groups. You have open right. groups right. and so on. So even in that space, um, it's allows you uh-huh. to choose the level of interaction you have with, with different people. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, when we think of social media, we think of Facebook and we think of Twitter and we think of um, Instagram. But what about these social medias that are the sole purpose of the the, the, the platform is to relate on an intimate basis? Um, yes. Excuse me for putting this out yes. there. You know, stuff like um, Timber and Sling and right. you know, there, there, there are a number of them hold, that I've, you know, on, so I've heard. Let me write <laughs> Folks, folks, sorry. I'm sorry. I, listen, so we're running out of time. We're running out of time. We have just yes. three minutes left. So I'm just going to ask. I'm just going to ask our, our all our guests, starting starting with Natalie, then Alison, then Joseph, then Shanika. Um, fifteen seconds. Um, wrap up. Um, I think social media is a way to reorganize our lives and ourselves yes. and to mm-hmm. do really important work. Yes. Um, and so to think about it as an inherent negative is a real mistake. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Alison? Yes, I agree with Natalie. I don't think it's an inherent negative, but I do think that social media has built into it um, uh, an isolating, um, isolating tendency for human beings. Thank you. Yeah. Joseph. Thank I you. have nothing to say. Joseph. <laughs> Move eh? on. Eh? And give up my <laughs> Joseph, say give up. Him so, give Joseph, up. I, 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 are, you pre- are you prepared to agree with Shanika based on what Shanika has said about intimacy and social media? Yes, I, I completely agree with um, Shanika. Shanika. All right, Shanika, you're your, your 50 seconds. I am so excited. I got somebody to agree with me. No, I, 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 as someone who works in the IT field or in um, information systems, I just feel like the the potential for social media to 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 uh, connect people is, is we haven't even begun to to brush the surface of it. So there's a lot more to come with social media and intimacy, and I just look forward to it. All right, thank you very much. Thank you very much, um, Dr. Dr. Alison Irvin Silvers, Dr. Natalie Bennett, Dr. Joseph Faxon, Shanika Harris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, real, real pleasure. I just want to let everybody know that coming up next week on October 30, the final Sunday of the month, we're going to be tackling another juicy topic, sex and religion. Um, Ever since, um, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll send you out the the the, the details and, um, and, and 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 our special guest will be joining us then. Clive, over to you. All right, folks. Stay tuned next week to the Irish Skeptics Radio Show. This is John Lennon with Imagine. Thanks for staying with us this morning. And thanks for a great show. Thank you very much.
imagine no 